started and just never stopped. Yeah, that's a good way to enter. Yeah. Hello. What's going on? Uh, let's talk comics to me. I'm Champ. Champ Champenstein. Um, and I'm Heather. And we're here to talk about comic books. We had a couple weeks off, so we have a week of a big load of books, which is this week, and then we're in fat load of comics. A fat load of comics. <laughs> and then next, the week before that, Heather had a fat stack. I didn't have that many, but we're going to do a shoot them shoot through, but mm-hmm. you don't care. You'll, you'll see both. You'll get to it when yeah. you get to it. Or you won't, however you want to. Um, we're actually going to start together today. Yeah. It's going to... I don't know how to deal with this right now. Uh, so we both got this hardcover. Heather didn't bring hers because it is, like, very heavy. Yeah, it's a lot. Of razor blades. This is the... Look at that. I should get a stand and start putting comics Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> Why have we never thought about it? And we can just hold it up while we talk. God. Yeah, we, okay. We've been doing this for three years now? Four, four years? years? Yeah, then we just thought about that. Okay, so anyway... This is Razor Blades. This is uh, the first, I guess, omnibus compendium of all of the first five issues of the magazine that came out via Tiny Onion Studios. It's uh, got a bunch of different creators and it's a bunch of different horror stories. I was reading Uh-oh. this part here, yeah. The first year of the self-published Terror Sensation. Um, but yeah, I am really excited. I've re- I read a few of the stories uh, when they did the small little comic that came out a few weeks before this, and then I was able to flip through and read a few. And I just, I don't know, I really love horror stories. I love, like, especially little short horror stories. Mm-hmm. So, and when we flipped through it at work, I was like, hell yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I, like flip through. I didn't read anything, but I looked at a lot of the art and stuff and ended up reading little snippets from the interviews mm-hmm. and stuff. It's it's going to be really cool. I'm excited. Yeah. And just in time for Halloween. Spooky season. Spooky season. <laughs> Look at me in my my child shirt, my child skeleton shirt. But yeah, I don't know. I suppose if you have like an extra $50 laying around, <laughs> it's uh, worth a Worth a purchase. It is, yes. It is. It's The price is pretty steep, but it's it a, makes sense. Yeah, it's a nice looking book, too. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? You take it away. All right, I'm going to go first. I have way more books this week. I have to... Oh, I did splash my Dr. Pepper oh, on this yeah. book. Look at me. <laughs> so now it's covered in gross, greasy fingerprints and dried Dr. Pepper. This is Kingdom Come Deliverance, issue number one. <laughs> Um, I got this cover, it's cover B technically, the the wraparound, but let me show you how pathetic this wraparound yeah, is. Yeah, I, I see that. This is the wraparound. What? That's not a wraparound. The... <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a behemoth book. It's apparently based off of a video game. Okay. I had no idea. Um, I was trying to read into it a little more because I was like... <laughs> sounded interesting yeah so i was like let me read a little bit about the the creators and stuff i didn't read anything about the creators because i saw that it was based off a video game and was like why have i never heard of this video game anyway it's just a medieval tale about two brothers who are battling for a kingdom pretty much that's it okay just classic medieval stories 
Uh, I did actually really. I was such a. Do you like? Did you like? It? Yeah, I actually really, really liked it. Uh, and I only special ordered this first one, but I ended up adding it to my poll because it's only four issues, oh. and some of the covers for the next two are really cool. So I special ordered specific covers for oh, them. Very nice. Yeah. I like so that. I will read this, and I will like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So I got a couple now. The first one I have is The Life and Death of the Brave Captain Suave. This is issue number one. I hated this. I don't want to really talk about it at oh, all. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being very real. I, I read this and it was just not the art I really enjoyed. Um, they do like flashes of regular art and some kind of like old school like comic art. Um, I like the colors a lot. I hated the story. I will not continue to read that. That's all I have to say. I don't. Okay. I don't even really want to talk about it because I just. It reminded me of Scumbag. If I want, if I'm gonna say anything. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna pressure you. Um. And then next, I have We Ride Titans. This is issue number five. This is the last issue. Um. Family. Just, just family. And family problems and trying to figure it all out and monsters. I mean kaiju. Kaiju and giant robots and uncles who are on the fringe who just show up. It's uh, I don't know. I I feel like it was kind of rushed. At the same time, I just it didn't feel like a full story. Mm-hmm. It felt like pieces of the story. So, do you think they're gonna do another story arc? Maybe. If they do, I don't... I probably won't read it. I have too much. Okay. I have too, I have too much, so... I wouldn't... I would not want it. We're not interested enough to continue it. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. But yeah. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And then we have Heart Eyes. This is issue number one. Um, I'll just... I'm gonna read the back. Yeah, that's a good one. Been, let, me, let me get this set up here. <laughs> There we go. It's been a minute, so I'm going to read the back. I love that. Uh, Sanity-eating monsters ended humanity. The unlucky few who survived now hide in the cracks of of a broken world. And yet, somehow, beneath the graveyard that used to be San Antonio, Rico met Lupe, the girl of his dreams. But how did she get here, and why is she smiling? No one survives out in the street. No one smiles where the monsters lurk. This was just all right. Yeah, this was definitely an all right book. Um, the I, I enjoyed the art a lot. Like I, mm-hmm. I really like the art and colors in this book. Um, so Dennis Hopeless writes it. Victor Ibanez, Ibanez, God damn it. And then Addison Duke does the colors. But yeah, I just I really enjoyed that aspect. Like I said, it was just too. It was too weirdly sexy. Yeah, no reason to be. Where I can't find that panel that you were talking about. Oh. I don't remember where it is. It's when they're like in the. Let's see, he jumps out at her, and they're talking. Wait, I was like that one. No, that's I not. mean there's this one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a, a teenager, a couple teenagers that end up being alive still oh, right at the there. end of... Yeah, okay. 
at the at the in the middle of like a weirdly apocalyptic setting and no one knows how she has been surviving on the outside yeah and so it's like not a bad idea like i said it's just the it's weirdly sexual and i don't know i don't know how or maybe it's just like the art made it weirdly sexual and the tone mm-hmm. was normal yeah, I don't know. It was a weird mix of the two. I, I think I kind of want to read the second one just to see because I do do like the art a lot. Yeah. But it's... I just don't... I don't know. I just don't really care for the characters at all. That's the same there. And I also feel like it's kind of a story we've seen a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just kept on reading Human Remains, which is different, but kind of the same. Yeah, it's... Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I'll probably just read the second one like off the wall because I don't think I care enough to actually spend my not earned money on it. (laughs) All right. Next we have True Cult. This is issue number one. This is uh, an IDW original. It seems like they're going to have a few interesting good books in this line of books that they're doing. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, I'll talk about this. So this is about a man who works at a fast food place who just starts robbing other places to make money. (laughs) Yeah. There's other stuff, obviously, that's a part of this story, but... He steals something that Mm -hmm. might be, you know, tied to religious cults. Uh, He's really, really goofy. Yeah. Uh, I... I I don't know. I, I, I am fascinated i guess i'm interested to see like what exactly this story is because all the characters are very weird yeah all the characters are weird i like the jump back and forth Mm -hmm. and through the time that like he's been working there and like when he got the job and like a few years ago and what led him to like decide to rob all these places um like i said to you earlier i just feel like they should have put the turn a little earlier in the book to grab you a little bit more mm-hmm. because by the end I was like, I don't, why? <laughs> like, yeah, no. you spend a lot of time like in his head. Yeah. Anyway. It was fun. I think if you like, you know, I, I mean, I was going to say heist, but it's not even a heist. I don't know what, what's going to happen now. It's just a dumb guy that gets caught up in something. Yeah. In, in a weird satanic heist. <laughs> yes. All right, I have uh, Potions, Inc. This is issue number three. I did end up taking this off of my poll. Um, Not that I don't like the story. I'm just kind of over it at this point. It's uh, three siblings who are from a magical fantasy land. They end up in our world trying to locate a family relic Mm -hmm. of sorts that has been stolen uh, and they run into an FBI agent whose dad has knowledge of this land that they are from. And it's kind of like a weird chance meeting and they work together. They, at least this is this issue. They, they meet him and discover like who he is and how he knows about their world and stuff. And so they're going to work together to find the relic. So. It's fine. It's, like, it's a fine story. It's just not, I think it's the art for me. Yeah. To be honest, it really is not pulling me in because the story is cool. I like I like it. I like the whole plot of it, but the art is just strange. Yeah, that was when I read that first issue. I was not a big fan of that art. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a, um, a children's book. 
which I do like a lot of children's books, yeah, yeah. but it's like done in in such a way that I'm I I feel like a farty little kid reading it, and I don't quite understand. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think. <clears throat> Pardon me. So next, I have the brother of all men. This is issue number two. Um, this is just a little folk horror story about a character named Guy. Who, Love it. <laughs> who is on a mission. He's a detective, a private eye, uh, who fought in World War One, the Great War. The, the Great War. <laughs> <laughs> it was, as Tony the Tiger says, Stop it. Okay, I'll stop. The Great War. You told me to stop, and then you went ahead. But then I just felt like we were hanging there, and we needed it. Okay, okay. Um, Anyway, this is a book about Guy. I I really like this story a lot. I like the cadence of his narration. Um, I really like how this particular issue unfolds a lot of like what's going on in the cult and who people are. I, I don't know, like I said to you, I just wish I could pinpoint what it reminds me of because it definitely reminds me of something and I can't like figure it out and it's frustrating to me because it's like, it feels like a movie I've seen and my, maybe it's just like the, the cult aspect of it and like the folkiness of it. Mm-hmm. The first one reminded me of that movie Apostle. Yes, yes. That was, yeah. I know we had talked about that Mm -hmm. before, but I'll have to read that second one to see if I still get that feeling. Yeah, but I really like it. I think if you like horror stuff, and especially like cult horror stuff and private eye detective business. Check it out. Check it out, yeah. Uh, And then next, I have uh, Dark Spaces Wildfire. This is issue number two. This is just a story about a group of incarcerated women firefighters who decide to pull off a heist in this, at this house in the hills of California where they can get a bunch of uh, Bitcoin or like, I don't know, some sort of fake internet money. Oh, okay. What, what is it called? It's Bitcoin. Well, isn't there an Do- Dogecoin? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know anything about that. I'm too old. Not white boys. <laughs> anyway, uh, this just this is just that story, and I really like the art a lot, and the, the colors are really cool. Mm-hmm. The story's just all right. I think I might add this to my poll just to see how it ends. You know, I'm usually in for a good heist. Oh, yeah. Uh, after I got out of my head about a little bit of other aspects of the book, I was fine. Um, apparently, they are going to continue this Dark Spaces book. Or, like, Dark Spaces, like, heading. Oh, okay. But, like, different Rest. stories? Yeah, different okay. stories. But I don't know what they are about or... Hmm. Are they all going to be done by Scoot? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, right, I, I guess know. we'll see. I, I actually did not look into the article at all. I just saw the headline and I just was like, okay. I just went on with my day. Right. That works. Yeah, it's an, it's an alright book. Um, like I said, I really like the art and colors like quite a bit. So, I mean, Hayden Sherman is good. Yeah, so sometimes that's just enough. That's fair. That is. 
Okay, so next is Barbaric. We both have this. This is Axe to Grind. This is uh, issue number one. Yeah, this is just back to our buddy Owen and his talking axe going on little quests. Ouch. Um, I was trying to stand it up. And then oh, God. Um, this story arc starts with uh, Owen's old friend... I forget Steel. what it is. Steel. Yes, his old friend Steel, who happens to be a vampire. Um, they're helping him on his little quest, and then they end up going on a bigger one to hunt someone named Gladi... Gladius? Gladiolus? Gladius. Gladius. I was like, that's yes. great. Um, Gladius, who did Owen wrong back in the day, so they're going to exact revenge. Love this book. Yeah, it's great. Love it. The yeah. art is fantastic. The story's always a lot of fun, so... Yeah, I would definitely suggest this book to people who like kind of like Conan-esque, Conan-esque stories or like adjacent and... Or, I guess, barbarian stories. Yeah, barbarians. That's good. Um, and they're usually only, you know, three issues yeah. long. So I, I'm que- basing quest, this off of stories. Yeah. Three quests long. Adventures. Three, three, a one-volume three-issue quest. Um, yeah, so it's fun. Yeah, it's it. a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> check it out. Check, check it out. So now we have Axe, or Avengers, X-Men, Eternals. This is Death to Mutant, Death to the Mutants. This is just a tie-in to uh, Judgment Day. And this is explaining kind of more of the eternal side than anything. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting aspect of this little this story. Yeah, you get more background on like what Droog's doing and like how he is not doing well. <laughs> with his plans yeah and Um, i feel like you just get a little insight into like how the other eternals are feeling about like this whole situation and what's going on i i really like i like this issue i like this issue a lot i did too i like the art um i really i like judgment day as a whole so far so far i think it does help with a lot of it is that it is written by one person Mm -hmm. like a lot of the X issues are written by their actual like creators, but it helps that like all of these like acts main title stuff, like even the some of the side stories mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I was gonna say I have the the checklist open. I did not read X Men number thirteen that also came out this week. I kind of flipped through it, and it does tie in. I did see that. Yeah, no, I I did see that Kieran posted that they are very like very yeah. tightly clipped like. Um, and I, but I did read X Force number thirty. I don't have it because they were damaged this week. But I did read it, and I will say it it is not tied in. Mm-hmm. It's a Deadpool story. I hated it. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that. That was it. Because there's a, a lot of random single issues that are in the back that are a part of this Judgment Day, and mm-hmm. because of that, because they're the only two. Well, not the only two so far, but in the middle of this like beginning section yeah. they're, they're two not main titles and i didn't know how closely tied to the story they were going to be so we know one is and one isn't <laughs> yeah that's like that's always the frustrating thing about events like these just like do i really want this do i really need this um that was part of the reason why i decided not to like get the tie-ins and stuff like mm-hmm. i would just read the 
the issues like off the wall or whatever. X-Force I do normally get anyway, so that was why that wasn't a a big deal. But there's a lot of like, there's X-Men and Marauders, I think is, yeah. Marauders, Wolverine, Fantastic Four, Avengers, Amazing Spider-Man. Like I'm I'm not doing any of those, but there's there's a lot to this. So (laughs) I will, if I feel like it's necessary to read it, I will borrow it from someone who has it, but I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing it this time. Yeah. We only need the few things that we need. We have the main titles. That's it. It's okay. I'm not going to get sucked into this event. (laughs) I already am. (laughs) All right. I got a couple more. I next have above snakes. This is issue number two. This is about a man named Dirt who is trying to avenge his wife um, against the Above Snakes gang. In this issue, he goes on a little date uh, for the first time since he has lost his wife. And uh, it's really interesting. I really, I really liked the dynamic between the two of them. Um, she was out to avenge her father from somebody in the Above Snakes gang, and yeah, it was, it was really good. Once again, uh, another Hayden Sherman on the art book, so I like the art a lot. Uh, Sean Lewis's stories are usually pretty good, so I'm did, enjoying it so far. Is he the one that did Thumbs? Mm-hmm. Okay. He did Thumbs, he did Bliss. Okay, yeah. Uh did a book called Coyotes, I think. Mm-hmm. But I did not read that. Uh, I actually, I did read that. Okay. Uh, Whit made me borrow that at one point. Uh-huh. I did read that. Um, there's something else. He's writing Gunslinger Spawn right now, or like King Spawn, one of those Spawn books. That makes sense. That adds up. Or maybe multiple of those Spawn books. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's too many of them right now. I can't keep up with them all. <clears throat> But yeah, I really like that book. I think if you like Western stories and like revenge stories, it's definitely worth a a peek. We're just like busting through this. This is great. Um, <laughs> we got a lot. Yeah. So this is Daredevil. This is issue number two. I got the A cover and the Predator Sinkevich variant because it was pretty, pretty rad. I liked it a lot. Um... The last issue ended with Matt as Daredevil. I was going to say meeting up, but kind of being blindsided by one of his ex-friends. Um, kind of Goldie? can't remember his full name. Uh, Robert Goldman. And he has revealed that he kind of has the power to like make things happen. And he's kind of been a puppet within... Matt's life, like, making him do, like, basically driving him to be, like, a good man and a greater man and, like, to be who he is. So it was really interesting. And then this is also a legacy issue, like, 650. So there was, like, a bunch of little, like, pages from old issues. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And then there, in the back, there was all of the, like, old covers. So they put 650, or sorry, 49 covers. Yeah. Oh, Lord. They put 650, because that's the one. Mm-hmm. It's a, a choice. So, yeah. I mean, you can't really see them. Right. Like, that's when you're what looking I mean. at them, but it, it's fun, you know. 
Get, get your magnifying glass out. That's a lot. Check them out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Still enjoying it. I am excited to have Matt and like Electra back together and see like continue whatever story they kind of have left off on because it's kind of been like these last two issues haven't they've been building up to it but I'm mm-hmm. just like okay let me see what you're trying to do here now all right that's all I've got to say about that we're in legacy issues we're that's the fir- I think that's like one of the first legacy issues I've ever gotten yeah yeah I was thinking about it earlier like how they can't make them I don't know the way that it's done is so strange because that's a number two for yeah. six fifty. I know, I know. It's, well, it didn't work out, but like Thor number twenty four was the legacy issue. Like, why couldn't you make it twenty five? Like, why couldn't you? Yeah, no, that was my biggest complaint yeah. with this. Is just like you literally could have made the first issue six fifty, and that would have been like the perfect reason. And I, I mean, it's they can make the issues more expensive, and I, I. Whatever. It was a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I was bothered by it today when I noticed that. And I know that there's not much they can do about it considering how it... Anyway, it was just the whole thing. But it's like, they, the numbers they, aren't even. But they know what they're getting that far, yeah. too. Like, so it's... Okay. Minor complaints. These are just problems I have. So next we have Bloodstained Teeth. This is issue number five. It, we're coming to the end of the story arc. Mm-hmm. And Atticus is just out killing his his sips still. His little sips. <laughs> yeah. That's literally it. That's I love this book. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love the art so much in it. And yeah, the story itself is a lot of fun. So and, and we get the little little twist at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Where we kind of get an idea of what's been going on, other things that have been going on. So Yeah. I couldn't remember if this was the end of this story. Yeah, so there's yeah. one more, right? Yep. So yeah, it's a cute little vampire book. It's yeah, a lot art. of fun. It's like the art's really great. It's I'm, so good. It's so bright. Did you read uh, the last one? Yes, where I did. He's like tripping. Yeah, that so was a lot good, of fun. right? Yeah. I yeah, and I just like how like each one is like a yeah, like, really nice individual mm-hmm. issue. Um, and then this is DC versus vampires. This is all out war. This is. I, <laughs> I I don't know what side of the story this really can be. This is. Uh, Deathstroke's mm-hmm. side of the story. Um, it's a. Uh, I always and I guess Constantine. Yeah, he's in here too. Mm-hmm. It's mostly their story. I don't. It's it's weird, but I I like it. It's yeah. Really, like I, it's intriguing, and I I hope I wish them the best. <laughs> you know, same. <laughs> I do too. Um, I was gonna say, I think it's interesting that, like, whenever DC does these, like, horror things, like, in Deceased, mm-hmm. um, Deathstroke had his own one there, too. Yeah. Like, he's kind of a terrible guy. Why did, why do we need his story? <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. I like it. it. I like that book a lot. Yeah. The art is, like, a lot sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think the red and the black, blacks and grays can, like, be... Like, it's confusing for me. Yeah, I, I don't, like, it's not good on the eyes mm-hmm. at points. Um, yeah, it's a fun little little side story. I don't mind it by any means. Mm-mm. Backup was all right. 
I like the art in the, the backup yeah. one a lot. I thought it was very cute. Um, okay, well, now I have a book by myself. Unless you have anything else about it. I don't. Okay. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I have Quest Aside. This is issue number four. It's just a story about a little little bar in an adventuring world that is called Quest Aside, and the king is trying to take a hold of it, and the owner, Barrow, is trying to figure out how to, how to save his bar. Is he doing a good job so far? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. Maybe. Like, he's doing all right. He's doing his best. He's doing what he needs to do. Mm. No. <laughs> He's, uh, I don't know the best way to explain it, but yeah, just, just doing something, that's for sure. Right. I think at, after this, he is going to be doing more things that make more sense. At this, like, He's kind of been sitting on his hands trying to figure it out. And in this one, he kind of makes a like very wild move and then is like, what am I doing? So... All right, well, best of luck to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cute little story. I have yeah. a lot of fun with it, like each issue. So, yeah. Is it um, like six issues? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that I don't, seems like fun. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's a mini or if they would keep doing it because they, they could. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, depending on how the story ends. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, now we have Do a Powerbomb. This is issue number three. I really love this book. Yes. So much. I I really love like Daniel Warren Johnson's art. I really love like the way he tells the story. Like one this page I was one of my favorite pages. Mm -hmm. The page with the roster and then the bracket. Um and the page before that I think it was as well. Oh, no, the other page that made me laugh was the puppy punch page. Yeah, where which, they get into that fight. Yeah, which were just like the puppy's face. It's uh, in the lettering. Uh, this book is just, it's good. It, like, I think one thing about Daniel Warren Johnson and his stories is he does a really good job of, especially in this issue, kind of like taking you out of the seriousness of like what's happening and then like, grounds you back down to it pretty quickly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, I, I gotta say one of my favorite things in the entire world is orangutans I love them so much I get emotional about them I see them I cry and this issue was not good for me <laughs> for that reason I don't know what it is about them I I love them I'm obsessed with them and so watching them be upset in here at that mm -hmm. point I was like I I had to set it down before I could finish it because I was like why would they, why would that happen yeah but it's such a good story yeah like I said it's just like yeah he just did such a great job of like mm -hmm. oh I'm having a good I'm having fun yeah like I'm having fun we're like, watching wrestling we're watching some, we're watching a ring of bang <laughs> <laughs> like I can't you know I'm having a great time and then it's like oh no this is fucking this is serious this is heavy as hell yeah like they're they're fighting like each team like as we're seeing through this is fighting for something that like means something to them and mm -hmm. like that they truly want and like need they're all back. fighting for the same thing but it's all for different reasons yeah. and that fucked me up like I forgot that that was that was the prize until 
everything is like happening yeah and then yeah when it gets to the like conclusion of the issue I was like well, fuck like what would you do in that situation because you can't lose yeah you can't you lose. can't lose but yeah you also I'm like oh yeah it's a very it's just a very good story and I really like how that's put together and yeah it's you know we've talked about this like the other two issues it's like more than wrestling mm-hmm. it has that like aspect of it and the way it's written does like such a good job of like making you feel like so hyped about it like mm-hmm. you know like being hyped about wrestling and uh without even being a fan of it and then yeah just being like oh this is just there's something more here the theatrics of it yeah it's just a lot of fun yeah okay you and, ready yeah i guess <laughs> yeah let's go uh, so next we have Silver Coin. This is issue number 13. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this issue is by Johnny Christmas, and then Michael Walsh does the art. This issue was a lot different than all of the other issues. Not in, like, a bad way, personally, but just in a very... It's a very body horror gross kind of way. <laughs> yeah. I was, ugh, I was <laughs> cringing while reading it. I love body horror, but it was just very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, it was very uncomfortable and very gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like the the tone of the story is very different from all of the other um, issues. It just, like, it feels incredibly different. Like, once again, not in a bad way, but just a different, different tone, different story. Different I, type of story, I guess. Um, may I read my favorite part to you? Yeah. Because it doesn't spoil anything, but I love the way that it's worded. Your garden mother, my siblings yet unborn, the future, I bid them come, but there's only so much spark I can give them. The meat has limitations. (laughs) You must find more dad meat to fertilize them. It's so gross. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite issues just because of like how unhinged it was. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to describe it. It was like from start to finish, I was like, the fuck? What am I reading? Yeah, that's why I was saying it, it's very different. Yeah. But yeah, unhinged is a pretty good way to read it. Because it's just like, yeah, what the fuck is happening? Brilliant. Yeah. If they made that into a movie, it would probably be my favorite movie. It would, like, <laughs> ruin my brain. Should, like, if they could pull off, I, like, the thing is, if they could, if it was a movie, they would have to pull off the, like, gro- like the gross things. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't be able to use CGI because that would look stupid. So they would have to have, like, really great, like, practical effects. Cronenberg, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll think on it. We'll call We'll call da- up David Cronenberg, our best friend. Just send him this issue and say, please make this a movie. We, we think you'd like it. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> uh, this is Batman, The Night. This is issue number eight. This is just... Pre, Bruce being pre-Batman. It's him finding his way as a little bat in a big world. Losing some loves, finding some loves, taking on some baddies. Being a baddie himself. <laughs> yeah. You know, learning some lessons. That's all. Yeah, there's nothing more to say. It's literally what we've talked about every single time. It's just the origin story that no one needs. <laughs> Marie did, she's in. We're almost done. Yeah. It's ten. It's not bad. It's just not... It definitely doesn't need to be 10 issues. No, I've reached a point with my Batman stories where I'm like, what do I need now? And I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. 
but I need something and uh, I'm not getting it. Just keep reading. <laughs> I just keep finding Batman books to bring in. And I'm like, maybe Batman just isn't for me. Yeah, it's it's weird because like Batman is a very. It's, I, don't, I don't think Batman's the most interesting part of Batman stories. Like, right. I think it's, like, the people around him. It's, like, his sidekicks. It's his, like, rogue gallery, short of, like, Joker, who is mm-hmm. also, like, exhausting. Yes. I think that is the other problem. It's just, like, there's so much Batman shit, and then there's so much Joker shit. You're just so indignant. Yes. So overwhelmed with it. I'll use a different word. So overwhelmed with it. There's so much of it. It's like you don't get different stories. You just get like different types of stories with the same character. And you're like, I don't fucking care. Right. I mean, give me a Batman that laughs. (laughs) I didn't mean... (laughs) I just meant I want a happy Batman for once. I feel like that would be different enough that I might enjoy it. So you didn't mean... No, I didn't. I did not mean to call it that. (laughs) I didn't realize until after I had said it, and I was like, damn it. (laughs) Because there is, in fact, a Batman who laughs. I know. (laughs) I know. His his whole gimmick is laughing and having, like, a bunch of... Robins on leashes. Yeah, no, I just, I just meant I want a happy BDSM. We don't need that. (laughs) I just want a happy Batman. But that would, I don't know. I don't care. His parents would have not died. I know. I know. Be Batman. We kind of get a happy Batman here. Yeah, this I was going to say, this is sidekicks. Good good Batman story. <laughs> this is Batman, Superman. This is world's finest. Uh, the art, art has changed up in this. It's Travis Moore, but it's... So good. It's still so fucking mm-hmm. good. Um, this is Robin being in the circus back in time after he got dropped. And he got time dropped. <laughs> time dropped. Uh, and Batman and Superman saving him. It's very cute. This story was really fun i love this book a lot um yeah this is a good batman story um i got into a whole weird confused argument with julian earlier because it i was confused (laughs) he was getting stressed out because i could not answer him properly because i was confused he said i want to know when this takes place and i said i sent him a picture and said 1892 dude and he said are you kidding me right now? And I said, no, did you not see that? He said, no, when does the story take place? I was like, did you not see what I just said? Like, it explains it in the issue. It's in 1892. He meant the world's finest in general, like the whole series, like not this part of it. Like, I'm telling people, don't fucking care about continuation in yeah. anything that's, like, sides... Like, this is literally, like, read it as a side story. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, stop overthinking it. Like, it doesn't fucking matter where this happens in, within the Batman universe. It no, doesn't it matter. Doesn't. That's it why doesn't. I was so confused, because I was like, well, it says here, and that's all you need to know. It's like... <clears throat> when did Bat- Batman Reptilian take place in the Batman universe? <coughs> 2021. <laughs> when was fucking Killer Croc pregnant with an alien? And when when did that happen? In I'm the still continuation? convinced that that was just a fever dream. <laughs> I know I read that book. <laughs> but you know, like, I know. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. 
The only time it matters is this particular issue because he got time dropped. I just like, I feel like anything DC is just like one of those things where I've just given up. I don't care. And even in Marvel, I just don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, make up your own time. I, I, I have to remember the actual world history. Why do I care about, like, Superman? Superman's history. <laughs> what the fuck do I care? No one cares. Okay, so next we have Batman One Fine Day. One Fine Day. (laughs) Look, we've been doing this for 41 minutes, which is way less time than normal, and it's still too long, apparently. Uh, This is Batman One Bad Day. (laughs) Love that. Uh, I don't even know where that came from. And this one's The Riddler. This is issue number one. Uh, this is by Tom King and Mitch Garrids. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, the beginning of a series of eight little one-shots about eight different Gotham villains dry, like having a bad day. I can't remember if they're having a bad day or if Batman's having I a bad day. I think it's Batman that's having the bad day. Anyway, everyone's having a bad day and it's driving them bonkers to, to some extremes. Uh, this kind of gives some origin stories on the Riddler and his dad, Red Foreman. <laughs> you just made me wheeze. It is. I can't believe you said that out loud. (laughs) Because I keep thinking back to this panel. Yeah. Well, it was... What panel? It was one of the panels where he was yelling at him. But yeah, he looked super like Red Foreman. And then Bruce Wayne just looked super like John Hamm. Yeah. Anyway, those things aside, it's it's a really brutal story. Yeah. I really did like it a lot. I was talking to... Dave the other day and he said he felt like it'd work out better if it wasn't the Riddler and I'd almost agree with that like the the main story itself not like the backstory yeah not necessarily the backstory but like hit like whatever that was where he just like decided to murder everybody and like not put clues because it just like doesn't seem no it's not very uh (laughs) Riddler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess the point is that it's like also not supposed to be, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun. Uh, there were some like really intense things going on in there. Yeah, I like the way that the story was told. And of course, the art was just absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. That if anything, great. like the art was so good. Um, yeah, the story, the story was told in a very Tom King way, though. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it was just like very much a unraveling of the mystery yeah unraveling of the mystery the, the narration like the way the narration went mm-hmm. not not in a bad way but it was really good yeah i liked it still so i thought I, it was a good entry issue yeah and especially like i don't know it's 64 pages and like what 7.99 uh-huh it's not bad was it 7.99 i think so yeah um i'm getting i think i'll probably end up getting them all just out of curiosity mm-hmm. and it's not like I can't get rid of them or something if I don't want them but I, for the most part I like all the creators you know how they do like the alphas and omegas like before and after they mm-hmm. should have the last one after the main one bad days and just have it be called one fine day 
because everything is solved and you know everything's all right yeah everything's cool just batman trying to go on a date or something it's a batman who laughs (laughs) (laughs) all right we went full circle there yeah um that's that's all we we've got for this week of comics we both got quite a few but we made it through that really fast Mm -hmm. i'm proud of us yeah we did really good um so we're gonna go record another one and then we'll uh we'll see you later uh, go support your local comic book shops. Go take care of your friends. Go support your local libraries. Do good things. Just take care of each other. We love you. Anything over there, Heather? You know, I thought I had something, but I can't remember what it was now. Like, all last night when I was thinking about it, I was like, I gotta remember to say something. And knowing me, you know I'm gonna forget. Okay, well, we have one more recording, so maybe yeah. you'll remember during that that stage you know i hope so okay well we love you and uh we'll see you on the flippity flip